Good evening, everyone. Michael Moulton, M2 The Rock. Uh, we're coming to you live right now from uh, Dallas, Texas. And special shout out to um, all of our inmates across the country who are listening to uh, this show on all their tablets. So I want to give you all a special shout out and keep the hope. And um, I hope you're getting out soon. And if you're not getting out, start a ministry. Serve someone else that is, um, that's in the tank with you and read to them. That's what I did. I just started reading to people. Before we get started, I want to really emphasize on June 3rd and the 4th of this year, coming up, coming up in about a week, June 3rd and the 4th of this year, uh, go to Jesus2022.com because it's going to be the Men's Encounter North. Uh, the Men's Encounter North um, will be um, on June 3rd and the 4th. They're going to have speakers like Major Dodge. He's an actor. Uh, Tim Llewellyn, I probably butchered his name. Uh, he's going to be an actor. We got John Borg Street, who's an award-winning author and child advocate. Um, also, we've got a handful of, uh, of speakers that'll be speaking on the third, and I will be speaking um, uh, bat and cleanup on the night of the fourth or the fourth. So, if you have any questions, go to uh, Jesus twenty twenty two dot com. It's going to be at Sabine Creek Ranch in Royce City. That's in Royce City. So. Uh, Y'all tune into that, and we'll go from there. So um, other announcements is that um, we've got some um, – if y'all been asking about the documentary that was filmed on me, uh, we are going to be releasing that after a special documentary uh, that was filmed uh, about a month ago. So we have to release that one first, and then we'll release the um, the 40-minute long documentary of, of my story and um, in travels, <laughs> my story in travel. So – Okay, today I want to talk to you about uh, the different phases of early recovery. And I see someone in here is celebrating 30 days. Congratulations. Let's everybody um, hit the hearts um, on Facebook Live. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. And also today for your service work, uh, your donation to the show, share it out. You know, Share this to all your groups and share it to your timeline uh, because you never know who is watching this that they uh, will provide some hope. Uh, that just one word or one comment in the comments will um, will just spark it. It'll plant a seed. So also in the comments, uh, tell me where you're look, watching from, you know, where you're watching from, and also questions, all right? Um, I'm accepting questions on today's show uh, throughout, so I've got, my, um, I've got my live feed on, so I'm seeing everyone. Um, but let's first start out in early recovery. And the first 30 to 45 days of early recovery, we have three phases. We, we, and I'll come back to that. We have three phases, which is called the uh, detox, uh, the detox phase. Uh, the second phase that we have is um, the honeymoon phase. It's also called the pink cloud. And then the third phase that we have is called the wall phase. Now, it's very important. This is where the 12 steps come in and help a lot of people like myself. And we did the last show on uh, the 12 steps in 30 minutes. I think we did it in 33 minutes. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, uh, go back and you can watch that show. But here are the three phases of early recovery. Now, I won't be long. Uh, the first phase is the detox phase. Okay, That is the physical part where we are detoxing off of alcohol or drugs or gambling, whatever addiction it is. And what happens is, is we are removing the chemicals out of our body. You know, some people have to go to detox. Uh, some people try to, um, you know, quit cold turkey. Um, if it, it's alcohol, anything that threatens your life, you know, call 911 or, or get into a local detox. Because a detox is what they're, what they're 
whole priority is to get you stable, to get you stable. And then you go from there either to a treatment center or a recovery coach or straight into a 12-step recovery room. But we can't do this alone. I want to emphasize that. So the first phase is the detox phase. And what happens in the detox phase is that we have removed the alcohol and drugs from our body. So the body is readjusting. The mind is readjusting and physically the brain is readjusting. And what is happening is, is that the brain has been depleted of so much dopamine. Now, dopamine is our feel-good juice. It's our feel-good part of our brain where we feel good. And it's been depleted. So in these 30 to 45 days, um, the brain is creating huge amounts of dopamine. And what happens is, is... After the detox phase and when our whole body is detoxed from the drugs and alcohol, the dopamine, just imagine a cup. And the way that our normal brain is we carry a certain amount of dopamine. But the brain increases and creates so much dopamine that it goes over the cup and we get this amazing feeling. Life is great. We get this hope. And sometimes it's a false sense of hope. And y'all told me that hope is a sometimes a very, very dangerous um, place to be because we think we're well. So we get in this pink cloud phase, and, and it's 12-step program in the, um, in the rooms. Um, it usually happens after about 30 to 45 days of attending support group meetings. We can relate to the people who are talking. Uh, we start nodding our head up and down. We get some hope. And what happens is, is that we think we are getting better and we do not need to continue to go to support group meetings. And then the relapse happens. And then we don't know why. That phase, not the relapse phase, but this unbelievable stimulation and euphoria, that's called the pink cloud. Okay, it's called the honeymoon phase, the pink cloud where we're just like, everything's great. You know, life is great. Everything's great. I'm good. I'm Gucci. And then the next step that happens in this early phase of recovery is called the wall phase. What happens is that the brain starts getting the dopamine levels back to normal, our normal dopamine level. And once the dopamine gets back to that level, we hit what's called the wall phase. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but we hit this wall phase and it's almost like, oh, really? This is what recovery is all about? Oh, my God. And we become a dry drunk or a dry drug addict. And it's almost like the thoughts start coming into my head like, I don't want to pray. I don't want to read the book. I don't want to read literature. I definitely don't want to call anybody. So what happens is we start isolating. And when we isolate, we get depressed. um, We're lonely. And so our only choice is to drink and drug because we want to get that dopamine back. So what's the solution? The solution is it's very important, um, and it's not a set rule, but the reason why there's 90 meetings in 90 days is to get past this hump. We get past the hump because you do get over the hump. I got over the hump where we start getting acquainted to whatever normal is, all right? But we start getting acquainted, and we stay connected with men. Women stay connected with women, and we have a fellowship. Uh, the opposite of addiction is connection, and that's why it's so important in forever recovery is that connection. Once that connection is made, the phone calls to our mentor, sponsor, therapist is very, very important as it always is, but that's when we pick up the phone and call and you say, hey, I'm feeling sluggish. I'm feeling depressed. 
I was feeling so good. What happened? What just happened to me? And that's what happened in, happens in the wall phase. Let me lay it out in the steps. Uh, step one and two is the detox phase. I mean, I'm sorry. Step one is the detox phase. Step two is the pink cloud phase. That's why I've always, always preached that we get to step three as fast as possible. The sooner I got to step three when I made that decision to turn my will and life over to the care of God as I understood him, that's when I crossed over to the supernatural and there was no wall phase. There was no wall phase because because once I hit that, I continued to work the remainder of the steps. And what happened is my spiritual, my spiritual, the spirit inside me started to grow and I experienced real hope. What is hope? Hope is when we get the privilege to go into the future with another man or woman in recovery. I can't do it alone. So we go into the future with another man in recovery, and it looks like this. Hey, when we finish these steps, you're going to feel so much better. And it's like, man, that's great. That gives me some hope. Let's work through these steps. In step three, we made that decision to turn our will and life over to the care of God as we understand him, right? We have that personal relationship. For me, it's a personal relationship with Christ. To this day, I can't believe I'm saying it, but it works for me. But that personal relationship with Christ, now I'm excited. Now I'm excited to go to the fourth step and take a personal inventory so I can figure out why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. And then I get to share this with another man, which is a mentor, sponsor, pastor, or therapist. And none of this can be done alone. None of this, because we want to figure out why we have resentments, and it's based on fear. So here we go. Let's talk about fear. How does fear work? Fear works like this. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. It's fake. It doesn't exist, okay? But it's also an opportunity. It's an opportunity to turn to God and for my faith to grow or to turn to me and start drinking and drugging. When we get the feeling of fear, and I'm going to provide the solution here, and it's going to blow you away. When we get into the feeling of fear and we don't do anything about it, it turns into what? A resentment, all right? When we have a resentment, it's because I play a role in it. Now, that's very hard for people to understand in early recovery. It's because I play a role in it. If I don't do anything with the feeling of resentment, then it turns into anger. Something so simple, like someone not returning your text message. I'm in fear that they don't like me. I'm in fear that they don't want to talk to me. I'm in fear that they don't love me anymore. And that fear will turn into a resentment. And if I don't do anything with the resentment, now it turns into anger. And when I'm angry, what do I do? When I'm angry, I don't like that feeling, so then it turns into rage. Can you relate to this? So just a simple text message. No one's returning my text message. Now I'm in rage. I'm in rage. Like, how could you do that to me? I always return your text messages. How can you do this to me? We're in rage. We're gripping the steering wheel tight. We're, we're, we don't know what to do. We're, we're coming out of control. So I don't know what to do with that feeling, okay? So I, if I don't do anything with that feeling, then it turns into isolation, and isolation is where we start getting dark. So when we shut down, the walls come up and we say, listen, if they text me back, I'm not texting them back. I don't want anything. In fact, I don't want anything to do with anybody. How could this world treat me this way? How could this world treat me this way? Here's where it gets dangerous. 
when we don't do anything with the feeling of isolation, then it turns into paranoia. And what paranoia is like, paranoia is this. Paranoia is when they don't text me back. I get in my head and I think they don't like me. They're going to leave me. Everybody hates me. And we start believing it. This is all a result of fear. So what is the solution to fear? All right. There is a right answer. The right answer is simply this. And I want you to write this down. What is the solution to fear? One word. Talk. Talk. The solution to fear. If we don't do anything with fear, it turns into resentment. If we don't do it with resentment, it turns into anger. If we don't do anything with anger, it turns into rage. If we don't do anything with rage, it turns into isolation. If we don't do anything with isolation, it turns into paranoia. So to hit this from the very beginning, when I'm in fear, I have to reach out to my sponsor or my mentor and say, I am so in my head right now. I am in fear. Well, what are, you, what are you in fear about? I am in fear because I don't think I'm going to get this job. Okay, well, when are they supposed to call you back? Um, Friday. I got good news. Very good news. Today's Monday. And so fear is when I go into the future alone, tripping, okay? When I go into the future alone, I get anxious. I get paranoid. I get angry. I go into rage. And I isolate. That's a result of me going into the future alone. All right? That's fear. So what do we do? We serve. How do we stay here right now? We serve. Based on my experience, when I get into fear, I will go from fear all the way to paranoia like that. These phases that I told you, it's not slow. It's quick. Can y'all relate to that? It goes from that to paranoia where I really think, that people are doing it to me. People are doing it to me. So the solution is we talk about it and we serve. We serve. We, we, we help another person. A man helps another man. A woman helps another woman. So if you're in fear right now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to reach out to someone and simply say this. Hey, I'm just checking on you. Are you okay? You know, I'm, I was, I was, you know, I got in my head. I'm in my head. I need to get out of my head and and I just wanted to see how you're doing. Sometimes I'll say this, I'm really glad you called. I'm in my head too. And then automatically the spiritual takes over, right? Both people are out of their head. Both people are out of their head. And for those that listen to um, in the institutions or in the prisons, this is snapping, snapping. So with that said, fear is false evidence appearing real. It's not real. It's not real. The Bible says do not fear God. But what does it mean to fear God? We take them real serious. Fearing God means we take them seriously. God will allow me to go into the future alone and into the past alone. So when the pain gets bad enough, I will turn to him and hit my knees to get me in the now. I'll end with this. The safest place in the world, the safest place in the world, is right here, right now, because that's where God's at. Good night.